Welcome back. In this episode, Josh and I recount our trip to the art of performance driving experience. We got a bit of seat time in the F-Type R, the F-Pace, and the XE. They all seriously opened our eyes to where Jag's going these days. We also locked ourselves in the back of a Range Rover autobiography. Stay tuned. This is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Okay, so welcome to episode 14 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and I have the pleasure of being here with my good friend and longtime Bucket Seat co-founder, Josh Hansen. So glad to be back together with you, Josh. Thanks for hosting us here in your your apartment today. Great to be back. Thank you very much, Trevor. Mm Mm-hmm. So... One last show from here, and then um, we're off to your new pad north of the city. Yes. Looking forward to seeing that. Looking forward to working on some cars in your, uh, I guess, in your, in your, or on your new property. Uh, um, I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about once you get up there, and hopefully we'll do a bunch of episodes, um, maybe on some call-in. Uh, we'll try the whole Skype episode thing, see if that works, see if you get good internet <laughs> uh, access up there. But um, for this one, um, so Josh and I had the pleasure of being invited in the first place to the Jaguar Canada Art of Performance Tour. And so I think if anyone's been watching TV recently, especially through the baseball playoffs, as we were hopeful that maybe the Jays would get a little bit further, I definitely um, spent some time in front of a, a TV, which I don't normally do, and couldn't help but see the majority of all the playoffs being brought to you by the art of performance with Jaguar. And so that in my mind definitely marked a bit of a turnaround for the Jaguar brand. I mean, I've been impressed with some of the product that I've seen in the last year or two. And I think that, um, you know, as we had this opportunity to go and see them a little bit closer, a bit more of an intimate experience with them, I've really, really, really become much more impressed with everything that's going on with Jag right now. Um, you know, we obviously we saw some of the Land Rover product, but we definitely focused our time on um, on what Jaguar has to ha- has to offer these days. And so, um, we were invited by uh, by John Lindo. John, thank you so much for having us down um, to the CNE grounds, where uh, you know we showed up. What was it? It was about seven thirty and seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, just after eight. Right. Um, and Raining on a rainy day. I picked there- you up. Yeah, you I was picked, right on time. Yeah, it picked me up on time. You're a few minutes late. Yeah, and there's nothing like driving to a driving event in E30. Um, feels like an event on its own, which is very nice. Um, yeah, it was very rainy. It was kind of cold, but seemed very fitting for a brand like Jaguar. It seemed very, very UK. Yeah. Um, right on brand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right on brand. So uh, once we arrived, I mean, we were treated to um, to quite the nice reception. I mean, Jeg really did it well. I've been to a lot of automotive events, and when we got there, I mean, the vehicles are beautifully displayed. Um, they had the right visibility from both the you know the uh, sorry the lakeshore, as well as once you got into the actual parking lot and the spaces themselves. 
um, you know, immediately you're greeted with these two big, beautiful hospitality tents. But then in front of them were the autobiography edition uh, Range Rover. Yeah. Range Rover? Land Rover. Range Rover. Range Rover. Um, Range Rover Sport. Sorry, say that. There's a Range Rover Sport. Yep. Uh, Range Rover, the autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's all the Jags. Right. There was the SVR. Uh, the, the F-type. F-type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that there, was something. They fired that up. Right. There was an SVR Range Rover Sport yeah. as well. Right beside it. Right beside it. Um, and then there was F-Type S, I believe, the uh, the convertible. Yep. Um, there was an XJ, that beautiful big sedan. Yeah, just on display, as on well, display. and an XE as well, I believe. Right, and then an XE as well. Yeah, we're probably missing something in there. And but. the F-Pace right when you came in. Right. Interesting new color, that sort of dark red, burntish maroon. Yeah. With the, it was sharp. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, we should probably know what that color is. Apologies that we don't know that, John, um, but we will uh, We will look into it. Um, the, um, the F-Pace, that's right. So the F-Pace was interesting because I just finished, um, not last episode, but one prior to that um, episode. Um, so we were on episode 12, or I was on episode 12 for that, and a new bit of a series that um, I've tried out and I think I'll be continuing for quite a long time, which is the Ultimate Family Machine. Mm. And so on this search for the Ultimate Family Machine, we've been trying to find cars that make a lot of sense. Both Josh and I are new fathers um, you know, with kids, as I've said in previous episodes, it really changes a lot of things. And it doesn't mean you can't be enthusiastic about a car or you can't be enthusiastic about driving cars. Um, it just means that things change. And so for me, you know, I just did this that last episode on, uh, on, a bunch of, um, on a bunch of cars that I'd driven very long road trips in with the kids. And so that kind of piqued my interest. And now I'm on this hunt to try to satisfy both needs of, you know, driving feeling like I, I'm not sacrificing driving experience because I have two kids, but at the same time, finding a vehicle that is, um, you know, is, it still, still satisfies the need to have two, for me, two baby seats in the back, uh, enough room and a decent amount of, you know, style and comfort that comes along with it. So, so that to me is the F-Base. And so, um, I mean, what were your first impressions when you saw it, Josh? Um, outside styling. Again, fantastic display. Um, there was, we were lucky enough to have it in the parking lot as well. It has a fantastic stance. It looks aggressive. A lot of that jag, the new, all that sort of the style um, language that they introduced really through the F-type, mm-hmm. present in the grill. Yeah. Um, I think it's really sharp. I think it borrows from some of the better things and sort of like compact SUVs. It looks big uh, and aggressive, but it's really not. It's quite a, a small, reasonable size vehicle. Again, outside appearance, I think looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. They had them. They had that great. I love whatever that color is. Yes, we have to find out what it, that, what that color is. Um, but just look really sharp. Right, and I mean, for me, I feel like you you touched on it. It's the it's that whole Jag kind of design language. When you see that front grille, the new lights, the just general yeah, structure yeah. and kind of aggressive nature of that carries through that entire lineup now. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, you would never mistake a Jag for another vehicle on the road today. And you definitely associate them with the other members of the Jag family now. Um, and so that was something for me that was a bit of a surprise too, just in terms of the breadth of the lineup. And I guess I haven't been paying close enough attention to Jag as of recent to really understand um, 
like I said, the depth of that and depth and breadth of that lineup now mm-hmm. going from, you know, you've got XE, XJ, XK, F pace, F type. And I think that's it. I think that covers it. Um, but they really have, I mean, from a sedan standpoint, they really got a lot to, to offer. And I was really impressed with that. And I think we'll get to one sedan in particular that we had the, the pleasure of driving a little, a little bit more detail in a minute. But going back to F-Pace for me. Yes. Sorry, back to F-Pace. Right. So for F-Pace for me, um, you know, first impressions, I, I feel the exact same way as you. I, I saw it and immediately that is such a striking vehicle on the road. I'm so happy that Jag has made this kind of migration into that space. I mean, I think most manufacturers in the luxury segment saw uh, Porsche eating everyone's lunch. Mm. You know, it was like when I mean, there, there's, there's no mistaking the, um, you know, the Range Rover, Range Rover Sport lineup in that mix. But the Cayenne really started taking things over. And when they... Um, when they introduced, um, when they introduced the Macan, uh, Macan, Macan, um, Porsche, Potato. Porsche, yeah. um, when they introduced the the Macan, I think everyone started getting scared uh, because it, you know, it's really taken off like wildfire. But so that configuration of SUV with you know fantastic style and just aesthetic appearance, but along with enough room inside that you don't feel like you're driving a camper van, but you, um, and you get all of the amenities that these luxury cars have. Um, it's really, um, I think it's a really strong offering in that, in, in that segment. And I think that looking at it, I didn't get a chance to obviously put two car seats in it, which I hope I do. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able to get a little bit more seat time in, uh, in F pace just so I can kind of see how it works um, from a, you know, as a you know daily or a second car um, or a first car in a two car family, just to see exactly how that, um, how that pans out. But what we did get a chance to do was drive it. And so the course that they'd set up. I was going to say outline a little bit sort of like the day, because we got distracted slightly by sort of detailing the cars and we'll mm-hmm. come back to those. But the day, the event itself um, was, was great. There was a bit of a brief in the morning, set up the two brands for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we can tell the story of being locked in the Range Rover in just a second. Um, set up the two brands uh, for us. Jaguar, a clear point of view um, f- with a great host, just sort of introduce what the brand is about today um, before setting up Range Rover for us. And from there, there were really three events. Um, the first, which was a driving experience of the F-Pace, uh, the F-Type, as well as the XE sedan on a, a, a short little course, just sort of a, a, a real a basic driving experience um, mm-hmm. with a driver as your passenger. <laughs> Second was a, something we we both neither of us has seen before, and I guess no one has really seen before, which makes this particular event interesting. Was the um, the cones, right? Smart um, cones, yes. So proprietary the, to Jag, by the sounds of it. Really cool, brilliant set up, sort of like a the randomized um, give the randomized autocross essentially. Exactly, yeah. perfect. Um, which was really neat. It was that was timed and three three and you're timed and given a score. Yeah, so it was it was based on time. It was based on the shortest line between cones, yeah. and then it was also based on your entry point. So the closest to dead center between the two cones, and that was your aggregate for the score where the, those three combined. And um, yeah, it was it was bar none the coolest 
experience that I've had at a manufacturer event like that. Because spend a lot of time just doing that. I mean, yeah, I could have spent all afternoon doing that. And having, um, you know, having one of Jag's drivers with us too was super helpful. I mean, he was really helping to kind of predict as much as the cones were for me. But the experience of being able to watch. So for anyone who's listening that doesn't know what this is all about, I mean, you can Google it and find it in a, in a heartbeat. But um, you know, the, the kind of Cole's notes of it is an autocross setup as if you're driving through cones. However, as you're driving through cones, you see one set of cones that on both, uh, sorry, as you're passing through the middle of two cones, green lights on both of those on the next set of cones you have to go to it's blue. So as you pass through the green, the next blue turn green, and then another set of cones turn blue again. So you can find your way going from green, looking, spotting for the blue, as that turns green, you're spotting for the blue again. And so you make your way through the course and you just don't know necessarily which way you're gonna go. Um, and that was in the XE. That was in the yeah. XE R Sport that we drove, which was, a, for, again, for me, a very, very surprising experience. Yeah, Not absolutely. at all what I was expecting. And I, I kind of thought at first, I thought, okay, well, we're gonna drive their small sedan. Um, you know, a lot of those small sedans in the market are fairly underpowered fairly unremarkable to drive, um, fairly, I guess, you know, kind of just boring in a lot of ways. And when we got into those and all of a sudden we're told that it's a 24 valve V6 supercharged motor with 340 horse and 332 pound feet of torque, my eyes kind of lit up. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I got out and I'd done, you know, two passes through cones, I realized that this car is the real deal. Um, it's all wheel drive. So you get that base no matter what. So you, you don't get that base. And their base model, you can still get a two-wheel drive model. However, in this, so this is the eight-speed. It's the ZF automatic transmission. So super well-known, you know, high accolades on any ZF transmission. I love all of their automatics for automatics. Um, but, I mean, that thing, if you drove it properly, I mean, I'm a bit biased because I've driven my WRX for so long that I really understand the characteristics of all-wheel drive and sometimes a little bit of understeer, depending on how you drive it, you can get hot into corners a lot faster. Um, you got off the gas, you braked early, you use the momentum of the car to get through the cones, you change the direction of the car, and you get back on the gas. And if you stayed, if, if you stayed um, true to that driving style, throughout i found it was very fast mm. very 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 fast through there if you got too hot into the corners you'd plow through it just like you'd expect in most all-wheel drive cars but uh the whole experience of it and the nimbleness that the xe really had was i mean kind of mind-blowing for so was actually the surprise car. of the day then yeah that was absolutely the surprise of the day so f i think we, we started with f pace f pace driving because we could go through so we right. talked briefly about xe we might touch on that again yeah F pace to drive, and then we can because we haven't talked about the F type. At I, we'll all. save that one for so last. So let's finish. Okay, let's F pace, then we'll finish with F type. Right. Okay. Perfect. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I think I think I feel like you probably uh, felt the same way about the XE. It was to me, it was a surprise of the day so for sure. Hundred percent the surprise. Um, really nice sedan, which is probably the last thing I was interested in seeing. Mm -hmm, so that also mm -hmm. helped to be the surprise. Is, totally was definitely there for the F type. So again, nice to see the F pace. XE was great, responsive. Um, a lot sportier than I expected. Just, mm -hmm. I think I come from a bit of the like a traditional expectation of what Jag is, right? Um, and they clearly have been focusing, putting the effort into performance, uh, and it was definitely noticeable. I'm trying to think of other than a surprise if it stood out in any particular way that makes it. Fit and finish was nice. 
Um, Mercedes has been doing such a nice job with fit and finish, though, that it, did, yeah. it, it wasn't standout it's tight, fit and tight finish. competition in that category. It's, it's a very competitive category. Yeah. But again, I think the driving experience would really surprise people. I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, it was it was... I keep on saying it was nimble, but I really feel like it was for for a vehicle of its size. It's not a monster by any means in terms of just general um, kind of like width and length. But um, you know, when you look at when you look at what's at, what else is out there in that category, and you start looking at like an yeah. A four. I mean, yes, you can get up to that kind of you can get up to that level of trim, you know, pretty quickly in an A four as well. I mean, those A4s for me always, always had just such a heavy, heavy disconnected feel from the road that really yeah. just because of the way that the the motor is positioned in that car, you know, it sticks way out, way out over that front axle. So you get a lot of plowing, you get a lot of understeer. When we were in the XE, I mean, one of the drivers was telling us it's a 50-50 split in terms of balance. And that's that's amazing for, for a sedan of that size. So they've clearly been able to pull that motor back as close to the firewall as mm. possible to get that weight balanced out properly. And for the one we were driving, it was 57.5, 57,500. I mean, it's a mm. lot of money in general, mm. but I don't think I, that doesn't make me feel like that car is overpriced by any means. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I think that's a pretty strong, and that's the R that we were talking about, the R Sport. So that's 340 horse V6, all wheel drive, that three liter supercharged motor. Um, awesome. And so, talking about the nimbleness of yeah. it, another neat fact that we found out, which I had no clue before this, was that, um, I mean, all the bodies are aluminum, aluminum bodies, and 50% of that aluminum is coming from uh, recycled. Boeing airplanes. Mm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that was a really neat. Thing I mean, it immediately show, yeah. like harkens back to me immediately to Saab, and you're yeah. going, oh, well, yeah. I mean, Saab was designed around air, but th- this is different. This was actual raw material coming from Boeing uh, aircraft. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. F pace. F pace. Right. So, right. So I was talking about. I mean, we could get into the. Uh, I think that it's I think that it's a fantastic family machine. Period. I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that until I get some more seat time in it. And yeah. I can put some some Honestly, baby seats well, in the back. I agree. Really neat little driving experience. It was cool to feel the difference between the dynamic uh, the, the between the different modes. Right. Right. Again, really tightened up. Clear, Pretty intelligent driver control mode for sure. Clear. Um, clear. Clearly, some effort has been put in to think about the driving experience to give a sporty feel. It's zippy. It's neat. Uh, the fit and finish did not blow me away. Now it seems again it's a similar it's in a similar price range as the XE, so it's not crazy. Right. Price. I mean that. Um, so the F pace that we were driving was an R Sport as well, I believe. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was an R Sport that we were driving. So that's also 340 horse. That's the V6. That's yeah. all wheel drive, of course, um, and that's a supercharged V6 as well. And fully like everything electronic. Yeah. Um, great interface. And that's, it was 64.9. So, I mean, also, I don't feel like I would be overpaying to buy that. No. I, I Like, I I think for me... Um, Not tons of space like most SUVs today because right. of the shape, curve in the back, so you lose I did, a bit. I did think that the back had, I mean, the, the rear hatch... When we looked, it had definitely more than I expected. Yeah, it that was, was surprising surprise. back It had there. more than I expected, definitely. The, I mean, the seats, they've done the seats really well. The seats are seats, well. Seats are nice. really great. The driving position um, 
I really, really enjoy the driving position. And fully tele- full electronic, telescopic, which makes a big difference just to be able to get feel like you're in a comfortable position. Totally. And um, and again, because it was wet, you know, we went through a variety of different driving modes. And encouraged us to push it. So you yeah. actually got to feel, again, some over, again, understeer. Right. And I mean, because because A, it was wet and B, you know, the track setup was so short too. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it, what it's like and how it behaves in day-to-day driving conditions as well. You know, take it on a long drive, get it from the highway, back down into the city, get it on some winding roads. And I wonder really what it feels feel like to live with this car. How dynamically yeah. different it is. Um, the sound. Yeah. The sound great. it makes. Sounds great. All, hey, that all whole them, lineup. All of them did. And all the, as, right up to the SVR when they were, when they were just oh cranking God. the engine with the titanium exhaust. Titanium right. exhaust. It's, they all sound great. It was unreal. They sound fantastic. Yeah. I, if there's any manufacturer out there right now who has it absolutely dialed in 100%, especially when you stack them up against the competition, it's Jaguar. There's yeah, no question about that. They sound great. They sound great. F-type. F-type. So this is what I was looking forward to the most in yeah, the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, two, different, um, two different motor options in it. So you can get the V6 or you can get the V8. We had the pleasure of driving the V8. Um, and that V8 is 550 horsepower. It is 502 pound-feet of torque. And so... What's really cool about that is um, in terms of max power, you're hitting max power around 6,500 RPM. Mm. I mean, we got nowhere near that no. on the short track no. that we were on. Um, and then the torque, uh, because the supercharger, I mean, the just the characteristics of that car and how lively that motor can be just because of the sheer amount of power. Um, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, that torque really comes on from 2,500 RPM to 5,000 yeah. RPM. Like that, that range is so fat for a car like that. Um, and it really, you feel it the second you touch the throttle. Um, there's no questioning it. You get in, uh, it is a sports car. It's meant to go one direction. It's a sports car. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing a lot of time reversing in that car. I mean, your rear window <laughs> no, is tiny. tiny. Visibilities. Um, but as are all Surprisingly long look over the hood. Yeah, that's right. A great big front end on it that clearly needs to house that fantastic yeah. motor uh, or those two fantastic motors. I've actually heard that the V6 is, is amazing too, and I've heard it. It still sounds awesome on its own. Mm. Um, and... <clears throat> Okay, we're back. Hello. Frankie just wanted to have a bit of a cameo for us. In all fairness, yeah. Yeah. She just wanted to to have a few words. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I I speak enough for all three of us usually, so (laughs) I felt like it was fair that she got a word in. Um, So we're back. I just wanted to kind of finish up on uh, the F pace. So F type. Sorry. sorry, Jesus. Yeah. I have to say brief interlude. Right. The nomenclature of the new Jags, I'm not totally... Yeah. clear on yeah it's f type f pace mm-hmm. x i get the xc e, i get the x xjxk that's clear right anyways not um, going to dwell you know, that's actually, i guess f pace f type there's but i don't anyways you know what though that's that's probably a good point and i'd like to i mean maybe someone at jag can help us uh with a little bit more of a definition of where that comes from because as anything in automotive there's typically a long history there's usually many meetings that went into it exactly it'd be interesting to know because i do i typically enjoy those things so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me too no, okay. that's a good point we should look into that um, we drove the car we drove right so the f type r um so yeah the 550 horse badass yeah. machine Pff, sounds I mean, great yeah the sound is the sound is 
like nothing else out there. Driving position, fully adjustable. I mean, everything about it, everything about the driving experience in that car to me is awesome. Mm. Um, You sit low, you have to step over the side sill to get in. You do get into it. feel like you're in a cockpit. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it just feels like the right place to be. And I mean, who wouldn't want to hit some twisty, windy roads in, in one of those? Who wouldn't? I mean, I'd be happy cruising in traffic in one of those. It's a great place to be. It is. It sounds great. The feature set is great. Yeah. The, the driving, yeah. Fit and finish of the interior was awesome on it. Everything was really straightforward And, and for unlike me. you, for someone who hasn't driven nearly as many performance-oriented vehicles, I have to say, in a very tiny course, it was wet. We were just playing around, right. but confidence-inducing. And the once you got to use it just yeah. a little bit, yeah. it really, I would love to actually be able to drive it out. It's a pretty good point. There's a big theme across the board on everything that we drove from the Jag family while we were there was just very, very, you know, very confidence-inspiring in mm. terms of just how the vehicle felt as you were out there. Um, also, I mean, the F-Type R that we drove was $118,000. True. It's a lot of money. Um, but for someone who is in that camp um, and you start looking at um, you start looking at 911s, 911 versus F-Type, I mean, you're making a statement with the F-Type. That's absolutely... So I feel like the statement, I mean, you're choosing to be a bit different. Hey, let's be honest. If you're buying a, if you're buying something other than a Porsche right now, whether it be a Cayman, a 911, whatever price point you're entering, mm-hmm. you're making the choice to say, I'm buying a sports car that's not a Porsche. Because all the Porsches right. are great. All of these have made some choice of to the, this is a, a stylistic alternative. It looks great. It sounds a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm not the person to talk to you about the performance choice difference, but you're you're right. You are making a clear statement that it's. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I for one, I'm a huge Porsche fan. I really am, and I love just about everything that they produce. But, but this car, this one, this one would make it very difficult for me to set a 911 beside the F Type F Type R and make me choose between one. Yeah. So, or sorry, make me choose one between the two. Um, I think I, I, I aesthetically, really, I think I like the Jag. I, I think I do too. It's such a difficult. It's such a difficult. Um, yeah. We should a, do a side by side comparison. Yeah, yeah, side by side would be brilliant on it. So, um, right. So the F Type R, I love it. I'm absolutely in love with it. I I want one. I want to drive one more. It's definitely a car that makes you want it. Um, I'm very happy that they made one, um, or they made them in make them in all wheel drive um, as a variant as well because. You could still get the purists, um, you know, orientation with the V6 and the rear-wheel drive, um, and the, that big V8. I think it's responsible of them to give it to you in all-wheel drive. Mm. I think somebody would probably hurt themselves pretty quickly. Um, if not, um, there aren't a lot of well-versed drivers out there, and I think that many of them would get behind the wheel of that, mash the throttle, and be quickly into a tree or a lamp <clears throat> light post. Um, so. All in all, I mean, as a kind of a wrap up to the day, um, I mean, we only spent a very short few hours there. I could have spent all well day spent, there. But yeah, could have spent more time, definitely. I think that, um, as I said at the beginning of the episode, the Jag brand is really going in a direction, I think, um, that is extremely favorable for them. Um, I think that they're really making cars that people are going to enjoy. I'd love to also sit in um, and drive some of the... Um, 
the sedans outside of XC, so XJ and XK, would love some time in those just simply because I think that as some of their flagship sedans, there's so much in those that are amazing. Um, I think one funny note to leave off with or to, 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 to finish this episode with is maybe one of the more embarrassing moments that mm. I've had in a long time at an automotive event. Um, so Josh and I were, had arrived fairly early at the event, maybe first of, let's say, 10 people who yeah. were there. So we get into the autobiography edition. The range, yeah. Range. Which they had right at the front entrance of the hospitality tent, obviously, because it's, it's beautiful. Right. It's, it's stunning. And it's, where, do you, where do you sit? It's stunning. I mean, exactly. So if I had one of those, I mean, I would love to drive it. I think I'd be very happy to drive it. But I would also love to be a passenger in the rear. Yeah. So we sit in the rear. We sit in the back. Um, and with the these monster screens in front of you and this the gorgeous, leather like smelling like oh, an old saddle just, yeah gorgeous leather it did yeah the first thing you said is it smelled like a saddle yeah it smelled gorgeous <laughs> um so we're sitting back in the back um enjoying our time in the back and um as we're about ready to leave after we'd spent maybe 10 minutes back there the doors don't open mm. somebody had flicked the child locks on both so doors. there we were in the back of the car. So Josh and I stuck in the back of the car. Only way we can get out is for one of us to slink our way into the front seat. Yeah. <laughs> Casually. Across well, about the brand new leather. Eight people watch uh, from the exterior uh, as one of us slides. It was Josh, luckily, into the driver's seat. I pass him his boots. He puts his boots on. He gets out. He lets me out of the car. doesn't really sound like it's that embarrassing, but... It was in the grand scheme of things, being there, being there in our capacity and also being there in front of a bunch of product specialists, we probably looked like I was uh, waiting for the moment as I was creeping across into the front for (laughs) someone to open the door, just have a look and see just with me sort of like across, (laughs) but my boots were slip off. So we didn't have to worry about them touching the leather, which was nice. That's right. You did. We, I mean, we did everybody a favor by making sure the boots were off and, um, it was, uh, it was a fun way to start the day, but, um, but thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I hope to be able to do many more of those. Um, and, you know, thanks again to Jaguar Canada. Thank you to John Lindo. Um, thanks for everyone who gave us a shot out there. And, um, you know, kudos, because I think that was one of the best driving experiences uh, that I've been to that a luxury manufacturer has put on um, since I started doing this. And I'm sure there are lots out there that, um, you know, can come close and we'll probably um, get a chance to do a bunch of those too. But for now, I think Jag has uh, has Jag and Land Rover. I mean, we didn't talk about the Land Rover side of it, mm-hmm. but uh, there was a really neat display there to show some of the capabilities of their vehicles. Um, so, you know, there's a good pairing, but um, I think it's a new high watermark on um, on test days. So, yeah, it was a great one. Um, I look forward to uh, I look forward to our next episode. Um, I'm hoping, depending on schedules, that you'll be able to do that one with me, Josh. Um, I will just be returning from Japan. I'm off to Japan tomorrow again for another week. And I am looking at a bunch of new product. So Mm. I won't know until I get back how much I'm actually allowed to talk about. But um, yeah, we're going to do two days in Tokyo. And uh, no, sorry, really, yeah, day and a half in Tokyo, two and a half days um, in Guma. And if anybody can Google that quickly, they'll see exactly where I'm going to be. But um yeah, be back out there with Subaru. Looking forward to coming back and being able to talk about it a bit more. I'm going to pay a bit closer attention to just the car culture in general while I'm there again. 
um, and uh, hopefully snap some cool photos. So um, stay tuned for episode 15. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Just search for The Bucket Seat. Um, I'm also on Instagram, so you'll see a lot of photos coming up. We're trying to stay pretty active on Instagram recently, so The Bucket Seat there, Bucket Seat on Twitter. And if you have any questions, just shoot them to us. Um, you'll find us on the in the find our contact info uh, on the site, uh, thebucketseat.ca. So stay tuned for the next episode, and thanks for listening, folks. Bye.